as a whole nation we're eating too many calories. I'm sorry to have to tell you, but you do have diabetes. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nice Talks. I'm Amy Thomas and I'm from the media team at Nice. I hope you are enjoying our podcasts. If you are, please do rate us on the Apple Podcast Store and subscribe for all our new episodes. This time we're looking at one of the most widely discussed health topics and that is type 2 diabetes. We'll be speaking to people who have the condition themselves and also looking at some of the nice recommendations for prevention. I venture over to Diabetes UK and speak to Pav Kalsi, one of their senior clinical advisors. So when you get a blood test for diabetes, your glucose levels or your sugar levels will be in a certain range. There's a certain range if you have higher than normal glucose levels, and some people call that pre-diabetes, or you could say it's an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, or you have a higher risk, or your range could be in the diabetes range and you could be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. My doctor and my GP had said for a long time that I should lose some weight, that I should be more active and like a lot of people at high risk of type 2 that had really gone in one ear and out the other. This is Bob Swindell, he's a trustee for Diabetes UK and an avid spokesperson for type 2 diabetes. I tried all kinds of diets, I think I've tried pretty much every fad diet between 1974 and about 2015. So the message from my GP went from blah, 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 lose some weight, be more active, um, had sort of become normalised. It's what I expected to hear from my GP. And then one day, blah, 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 lose some weight, be more active, you have diabetes. I sometimes think like that. I, th- I think it's a proctical story about boiling a frog, that, you know, the frog doesn't realise it's being boiled. You become quite used to your own health, and I got used to being overweight, I got used to being inactive, and I got used to not feeling 100%. My name is Di Oxley. I'm retired. Um, I live with diabetes and I've been involved with various committees and charities relating to diabetes. Looking back, I can see that I had symptoms, but they were what I would have considered minor issues and I didn't add them together. Uh, And had I added them together, I obviously knew so little about diabetes that I wouldn't have come to that conclusion. And it was such a somber, severe tone. I thought, Crikey, that sounds serious. And in a way, that made me sort of shut off to it a bit. I thought, I don't want to know. And unfortunately, then a lot of information that I got, again, made me think, I don't want to know about this. So I asked Pav what kind of advice is given to people at risk of diabetes. So the, the main advice for people who are at higher risk than normal is, uh, is mainly around weight management. So if you're overweight, to try and keep your weight in a healthy range and your doctor or nurse can help you identify what your weight is and also check your waist measurement as well because that's indicative of your risk of type 2. So those are the kind of things you can look out for. In terms of healthy eating and being more active, they're they're things that we can all do to help to reduce your risk. So in terms of foods, there's some foods we need to eat more of and there's some foods we need to eat less of. Today, uh, in the years since um, I've sort of made those lifestyle changes, I certainly feel better than I did before. I'm arguably far healthier uh, living with type 2 diabetes than I was before that. 
it is very hard for an individual to change their lifestyle. Um, there are lots of reasons why people are overweight, and society as a whole uh, does not make it easy. There's a great deal of stigma associated with weight loss. It is a, a subject of humour rather than of seriousness in society, and everywhere we look on the high street there are opportunities to eat social lives personal lives seem to revolve around food and drink it's very easy uh, we shouldn't blame anyone for falling into a position where they're overweight we need to find ways of making people aware of the implications of overeating um, of eating too many calories over an extended period of time and of becoming inactive so when we say inactive what exactly does that mean in terms of physical activity, we should be aiming for 150 minutes of physical activity a week. And this is what NICE recommends. And that can be broken down into chunks. So you could do 30 minutes on most days of the week. And then you can break it down even further and do 10 minute chunks um, three times a day. Um, so there, there are ways to try and increase your activity, especially if you don't do much activity in the first place. Um, it's great to try and build up on whatever you're doing. And, and one of the first things you can do is try and spend less time kind of sitting down and more time on your feet walking around. If you have had a blood test and your GP tells you you're at high risk of developing type 2 diabetes, you can be referred on a um, NHS diabetes prevention program. Um, and this can help you to reduce your risk of developing type 2 diabetes and it involves a series of courses and education so you can reduce your risk that and it may involve advice on healthier eating uh, being more active and how you could change your behavior in in the longer term the exercise on prescription meant that there was somebody monitoring there was a personal trainer there helping me with the program and it was fantastic I was I really enjoyed that um, and it meant that little changes could be made so for instance you know how, how long I could walk and uh, there was this system whereby you walk for a few minutes fast and then you slowed down and this sort of thing. Being introduced to those sorts of things was much more helpful. I think anything we can do to help people uh, be more active, to learn more about what they're eating and to understand the implications of their food choices is going to have a positive outcome in the long term. And so how exactly do we do that? That's a... That's a that is a million dollar question. In fact, it's a billion dollar question. Uh, I think um, an important part of that is a childhood obesity strategy. Um, I think part of that is uh, pushing back at some of the stigma associated with weight loss and diabetes. Um, stopping, uh, there is a fine line between blaming someone for uh, their health problem and helping them to accept personal responsibility for their future health. What we call for is um, an environment where it's easy to make the healthy choice. So when we're out and about, when we're going shopping, we need to. Uh, it needs to be easy for us to make healthy choices. And by that I mean things that are reformulated, so they're lower in sugar, lower in saturated fat. We have good, healthier portion sizes. Where we have information about what's in our food. So, for example, we've just um, had a, a campaign food up front about making um, food labelling clear on all foods. I think 
when, again, particularly with long-term condition, we need to recognise all of the factors that go into someone's care and management of their long-term condition. We regularly see uh, doctors uh, referring to their patients in uh, by the condition, and I think um, that's very disempowering. I think if we can, uh, as anyone involved in diabetes care, um, whether they are receiving it or delivering it, uh, can think more closely about the language they use, we will help address some of the problems we have as a society around um, self-responsibility. So as well as giving people the best advice on lifestyle changes, there are also many other factors we need to consider too. So if this episode has left you hungry for more information about diabetes, you can head over to our website and find the full diabetes prevention guideline, as well as all of our other guidance on diabetes. Please do get in touch, let us know your feedback, or if you have any other questions, feel free to email us using the address nice at nice.org.uk. And thank you for listening. <laughs>